Hello, hello. (laughs) (laughs) One weekend and it's already falling apart at the seams. (laughs) (laughs) What I'm trying to say is, hello, hello. This is Babe of the Day and that is Johanna Roberts. And that is Kyron Wheatley. And we are here for Equal Opportunity Dreamboat Appreciation. Indeed we are. Today's Babe? Uh, Legendary dandy and estate Oscar Wilde. I love Oscar Wilde. I wish I'd read more Oscar Wilde because I feel like a fraud (laughs) because I've read bits and pieces. Are you concerned you're going to have some kind of like card taken away from you for not having read enough Oscar Wilde as an impressionable impressionable teen? I know Stephen Fry absolutely adores him. I'm some way behind Stephen. Why should everybody else get in this queue and love Oscar Wilde? He's the guy who wrote all of the little um, throwaway one-liners that everybody likes to still say now and pass off as their own. Yep. My personal favourite is probably I can resist everything except temptation. That's right. He's he's, he's filtered into life in sort of a Shakespearean way, hasn't yeah. he? Yeah, like to the point, where, I mean, the thing about, um, you know, we are all of us in the gutter, but some of us are looking at the stars. That's Oscar Wilde. Uh, he had some really good lines about indulgence. Like he has another good one about temptation, which was basically like the only thing that you can do to get rid of temptation is to yield to it, yeah. <laughs> which I've always subscribed to <laughs> personally. So we're winding the clock back. It's the late 1800s. Mm. And he's living in London. Yep. So he's Irish, but he moved to London. He basically kind of gave up on Ireland. Uh, it was probably not a very comfortable place to live for. Mm. A, he wasn't. He wasn't openly gay because you couldn't legally be that in yep. in England at the time or Ireland, definitely. Uh, so yeah, I think London probably offered him greater possibilities in living the way that he wanted to. Like he's the original dandy. Like when you look at his outfits, they were incredible. Like his layering. Yeah, he he had a very good grasp of layering. Um, <laughs> he also did like the uh, the the coloured carnation as well. He was very good at accessorising. Coloured carnation? Yeah, so he used to wear a white carnation, which, you know, I think possibly quite a few men did at the time, you know, having your buttonhole. Yep. But uh, when one of his plays, I think it was Lady Windermere's fan, premiered, he had one of the actors wear a green carnation right. um, as part of the costume. And he sort of had other audience, like people in the audience also wearing a green carnation. And when people asked about it, they were like, you know, what is the meaning of the green carnation? And he was just like, it doesn't mean anything, but it's going to be really fun to try and like make people guess what it means. But of course, because even though he was very much about, like he liked to present himself as being all about surface and looks, like clearly he wasn't. Um, the carnation did actually have deeper meaning, which I think there was sort of a whole lot of things tied into it speculatively or not you know irish nationalism absinthe um, yeah. <laughs> just the just everything really mm. so yeah that's probably actually a pretty good kind of indication of the sort of person that he was i mean of course there's meaning in it because when you look at his work it is so dense and so yeah. broad. you know he, he, he did plays he wrote a picture of dorian gray the book um Fairy tales for kids. Oh my god, his fairy tales are heartbreaking. Just so heartbreaking. Like I only need to start thinking about the Happy Prince, and I just want to cry. Yeah, I mean, if you haven't read those, they're really short as well. You know, you can get through them quickly. And if you just want to have a little taste of Oscar Wilde, um, and don't want to like hit a book or don't or 
read a play, <laughs> uh, then definitely read those fairy tales because they're just, they're so beautiful. But then, it, like, the sad thing I think about Oscar Wilde, I'm not alone in this, is that it's it's such a closed amount. Like, you can you can pick up the entire work's of Oscar Wilde with one hand because it's his, it's it's heavy. You've got to have a strong yeah. hand, but he it worked, is one. Hand. He did work hard across his life, but it was cut short because he was jailed. Yeah, and it's just one of those things that it's so outrageous and it's so much of its time and it's something where uh, just the just knowing that that kind of thing happened and I mean I guess it does continue to happen in other places of course still, but he and also it was interesting the way that his trial happened was that he actually sued his his male partner's um, father for libel because he had said something about, um, I think he'd written on Oscar Wilde's calling card or something that he was like a known sodomite. Like that was actually what he had said. And so Oscar Wilde said, you know, that's slander. You can't say that about me. I'm going to take you to court. And of course, when that happened, uh, there was a lot of digging into his private life. And, you know, the fact that it turned up that was like, it's not technically liable if, you know, you, if it's true, if it's true. And because that was totally illegal back then, uh, he was jailed for two years. Um, and it sort of broke him. Yeah, he died fairly soon after that. I mean, when he got out of jail, he moved to Paris and yep. and that was pretty much it. I mean, prison, I imagine, would break most people. Yeah, especially uh, at the that time. That it was, and for that crime. For that crime and that his, I'm pretty sure his boyfriend abandoned him when that happened because, I mean, it was between his family and mm. his lover, essentially. Um, and so he would have been heartbroken as well yeah. as living in prison. And, and going from being the absolute you know, most important thing in town, yeah. uh, you know, with all the theatre world and all yeah. that, to prison and then exiling himself to France. Yeah, because, I mean, the importance of being earnest was still on the stage yeah, still, when this yeah. whole thing happened. So that's kind Which of... Which is probably the thing he's most famous for and perhaps his best work. And it is great. I highly recommend it if yeah. you haven't. There's like a hundred movie ver like adaptations of it. Also, you can... I know we were joking about going and reading a play. They're actually so readable. They're yeah, they so are. readable in every second line. You're like, wait, I know this. Yeah, because all those lines that we're talking about, all those witticisms, he's handed to the characters in his plays. Yeah. And, and that's where they're, they're just littered with them. It's totally magic. Mm. So before we go, describe for me his grave. Well, it has this incredible modernist sculpture of a naked man. So it's a it's a big sort of big like stone. Like a tomb. Yeah, yeah. It's like a, a little... It's a little monolith, I think, yeah. and it's got this really modernist um, naked man sculpture. And um, apparently, somebody stole the penis of the statue, and so then they had to. And I mean, so also the 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 lower part of the like the actual sort of headstone part, I guess, like which is under the statue, is all covered in lipstick kisses. And just then, from the public. Just from the public. And so when the penis was stolen, they had they decided they would need to actually protect the grave, so they've covered it with glass, so you can't steal any of the statue, and you can't directly kiss the grave anymore but um everybody has like covered the the glass covering now with kisses, kisses which is so beautiful it's such one a last, lovely gesture one last question did they replace the penis they did good oscar would not have stood for anything else <laughs> so that is oscar wilde but i think we should just mention uh alan turing's law and and this change that's happened because it's so Finally, so fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. So it happened as recently as 2017, which is so, so recent. Mm. Um, they basically uh, introduced um, a law that would posthumously pardon um, 
some 50,000 men who had been charged um, under the the act that basically made it illegal to be a gay man Yeah, so that included Alan Turing, who basically invented computing. Oh, yeah. Uh, And Oscar Wilde. So now, no charges against their name. Yep, totally exonerated. Well, who are we talking about tomorrow? Well, actually, I can take this one if you want. From one queen to another. Welcome to the credits. My name's Miles. I produce the show. Our logo is by Greedy Hen. Our theme music is by Georgia Mooney. Special thanks to 2SER 107.3, where we record the show. Bay with the Day is part of the Betapods network. You can contact us at baywiththedaypodcast at betapods.net and also on Instagram and Facebook at Bay with the Day Podcasts. <laughs>